You are tuning in to Missouri NEA Connects, a podcast to focus on all things Missouri education, from policy to practice, so that each of us can unite, inspire, and lead from where we are. We're happy you're here. Wow. It has been a minute since we've talked about State Board of Education, it feels like. Um, It was a little bit of a different month because the state board had their meeting in Cassville, Missouri, and it was over two two separate days on April 13th and 14th and on a Thursday, Friday. So it's kind of thrown a wrench in my routines. So I'm really sorry that this is late, Um, but we also have a Macy update as well. So the Missouri State Board of Education Once a year, they have a state board meeting on site somewhere, and they have school tours um, during that time. Uh, For April 13th and 14th, they for this meeting, they were in Cassville, Missouri. They toured various schools in the area, and the state board meeting was split into two days. So April 13th, it was Thursday afternoon from 1 to like 4 or 5, And then on April 14th, it started at 8 and went to about noon. So this is um, also the reason why it's a little bit um, delayed in getting this out is because it was on a weird, it was on like a Thursday, Friday. And then also it was like far away, lots of reasons. And shout out to Rebecca McIntosh, MNEA vice president for going to that meeting. So highlights from this um, meeting, really I'm going to kind of work backwards on what the State Board of Education's agenda was. The last item on their agenda, one of the last items, was they had a lot of different uh, proposed rules, uh, uh, proposed rulemaking and adoption of rules, uh, like a very long list of them that they had to go through. And the one that probably gathered the most attention and even in terms of agenda items of discussion items, this item really um, drew the most discussion and um, and I would even say contention at points. The proposed rule 5 CSR 20-200.275, you're not going to remember that, which is fine. I'm going to link it in the description, is derived from the statute uh, 170.307, which came from Senate Bill 681, as all things have recently, it feels like. The statute requires that starting in the 22-23 school year, students in public and charter schools uh, will receive mental health awareness any time during a pupil's four years of high school. The statute charges DESE with creating rules to develop a model curriculum to be used by school districts to provide the instruction required by this section. The following is DESE's focus when creating a mental health advisory committee to build this curriculum. They are focusing curriculum on mental health awareness that fits into an already existing one-semester course. So think health and physical education um, and anything that falls within the standards and curriculum in that area. Include practicing educators in the area of health, PE, school counseling, school-based mental health professionals, and school leadership for input. Move an expedited timeline due to time. The statute cited this rule to be implemented in the 22-23 school year, which I personally find hysterical because it was passed 
and in effect August 28th, 2022. So I just don't think anyone intended for this to happen, but it is just funny that no one had the foresight to see that it, once this bill goes into effect in August, the 2022-2023 school year has already begun. And building curriculum, especially on a statewide scale, is not something that happens at the flip of a switch. It's just not something that happens. And especially if you want something that's done with fidelity and um, will be effective. I am totally in agreement with the intent, if, if this was the intent, to make students aware of various mental health principles, mental health resources, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, via this curriculum. However, it's just the the lack of understanding of what this is just a good example of there is a lack of understanding of how curriculum is built, sound curriculum based on best practices. That's a long way to say that that is the reason for the expedited expedited timeline, because now we are at the end of the 22-23 school year and there has been no curriculum and no movement on this process. There will be a process and development advisory committee that will create the curriculum and framework for this for this statute and a validation team to evaluate the work of the committee. Recommendations will be delivered through existing standards and resources and in collaboration with the Missouri Department of Mental Health. As of now, the department expects all to be framed around four mental health domains, defining mental health, identifying stages, strategies for achieving and maintaining sound mental health wellness, decreasing the stigma of mental health concerns, and recognizing how to connect to services with the need, services when needed. Supplemental material for this curriculum will include 13 mental health learning objectives and 54 course level expectations. The status of this work includes completing the final review, developing guidance overview and the best practice delivery recommendations, releasing an administrative memo, and posting the documents to DESE's website, updating the graduation handbook to include the requirements, and developing a model curriculum. That is a lot to do. At this point in time, it is clear that this is not going to get done by May, uh, by the end of the school year. It is confusing to myself personally, to MNEA, and to those who ha- who did express concerns at the state board meeting, why the rush if we're already behind? Um, yes, getting this going. However, it is very um, telling that we have not gotten to this item until April. Yes, it was on the March meeting, but due to co- time constraints, it got pushed. But we had meetings between August 28th when this went into effect and April. So it's just very telling how well, how high this is prioritized while it is, and it is a very not, yes, it's important because it's in statute, but just in terms of development of students as, as human beings, as individuals and how schools support them um, academically and whole child, this is something that should have been a higher priority. And there was robust discussion and concern amongst the board surrounding the approval of this proposed rule. The concern lies with the lack of intentional planning surrounding this topic of mental health awareness in conjunction with the social emotional learning Missouri learning standard work that is also happening in the department. 
the standards and curriculum that all of these work groups are producing fall along the same mental health continuum, but it appears that the work is fragmented and siloed rather than functioning together and using that synergy in order to create the best for students who are learning about mental health. Um, Further, there is concern that mental health professional representation on the advisory committee is not comprehensive, and therefore the resulting curriculum may not be completely sound in terms of mental health principles. The association agrees with the concerns that were brought to the state board. Uh, The state board did approve the authorization of publication, so that means that it is in comment period, or it will be once it's posted, so that the department can gather those comments and adjust as needed. Um, Missouri NEA will be releasing notification that this is open when it gets open for comments so that individuals can comment. Governmental affairs report was also given as of the state board meeting. The Missouri legislature had only four weeks left in session. It's less than that now. Desi reported that they are feeling good about the Blue Ribbon Commission phase one recommendations moving toward passing, especially with the provisions in House Bill 497. They also received a report on Senate Bill 4 that has been perfected along with an update on Senate Bill 411 regarding four-day and five-day school weeks. The board was curious about the assessment and accreditation bills that were discussed last month, but those appeared to have stalled um, in the legislature at this time. So it's not clear if it's going if those bills are going to have any movement this session. Additional news, Blue Ribbon Commission is in phase two uh, for teacher recruitment and retention, looking specifically at culture and climate in schools and working conditions. The first meeting was held virtually, and the next meeting will be in person at the governor's office building in Jefferson City. Each of these meetings are open to the public for viewing. Um, I have linked to the Blue Ribbon Commission webpage in the description, and please pay special attention to the new dates as they have changed from MNEA's board report and um, and podcast update from last month. Um, the new dates, as I said, April 4th was completed. The next one is May 19th in person in the governor's office building in Jefferson City. Uh, I have thoughts on that because that's a very poor timing in which to have the small number of educators that are on that commission be able to join because that is graduation weekend for um, a lot of school districts. Thursday, June 15th is a virtual meeting and Friday, July 14th is uh, the final in-person meeting. MNEA will be present at all of those. Missouri NEA is also collecting educator input in order to put a report together for our friends on the Blue Ribbon Commission. It does state in the Blue Ribbon Commission Uh, key takeaways from the virtual meeting in early April that um, May 19th, practitioners will be giving input to the commission. We are not sure what that will look like. Um, So we are just collecting more information as needed to best support the work that is happening there. Other updates that were given was connecting kids with nature, an overview of the collaboration with DESE and the Department of Conservation to bring more experiences in nature to the K-12 education, K-12 students, update on career and technical education initiatives in Missouri, fiscal year 2024 budget report. The presentation gave an overview of where the legislature is in terms of the budget and what changes have been made. It still has to go to the Senate for their recommendations before final approval. There was also, like I said, a long list of rules, um, proposed rules that were approved. All of those are linked in 
the description and the proposed rulemaking to amend the virtual instruction program rule were approved. Um, the next meeting will be held May 16th in, at DESE in Jefferson City, and we will be there, and then we will quickly get you a report a lot quicker than we did this time. We appreciate you listening. Please let us know your thoughts, concerns, questions. Uh, we're just happy to be able to get this information out. Hi, friends. Samantha Hayes here to give the Macy Report from Missouri NEA. Macy is the Missouri Advisory Council of Certification for Educators. This is an advisory council in statute that brings practicing educators, brings practitioners to DESE to get updates, to give input, to give recommendations and feedback to current happenings within DESE. Uh, our MNEA Macy members are Jacqueline McGill, Hazelwood NEA, Paul Aubrey, North Kansas City NEA, Dr. Alexander Tai, Columbia MNEA, Francine Hill, Francis Howell NEA, and Lisa Baldwin, North Kansas City NEA. They had a couple of updates, renewals and vacancies update. Kim Miller from DESE gave an update on Macy member status on vacancies and renewals for next school year. MNEA will have two renewals and no vacancies for this coming year. There is currently a math subcommittee of Macy. Uh, this math subcommittee is beginning to review specific competencies for math teacher certifications, specifically math secondary certification. These competencies are what educator prep programs use to prepare teachers for certification. Macy members listen to input from educators in their areas, and there was an agreement that the competencies needed updating. The first content area that the, subcomm the subcommittee reviewed was for secondary math. The recommendation from the subcommittee was as follows. The EPP will select 33 hours of math and related content to include algebra, geometry, trigonometry, pre-calculus, calculus, and statistics. The subcommittee asserts that the, this allows flexibility for EPPs to select courses and expand to other courses as they see fit. From our understanding, right now the competencies lock math EPP students into required courses that they may not that may not be necessary in order for teaching the content of math to secondary. The subcommittee is looking to expand this work to more content areas. Gifted Education Certificate, Marjorie Tanner of DESE reported on the, the Gifted Educator Certification requirements. They appear to not have been reviewed and updated for decades. DESE is looking to start this work since they have realized that these requirements are severely outdated, potentially. Marjorie Tanner opened it up to Macy members to be involved in this work and to recommend gifted educators in their district. Macy also got an update on the most recent um, rule, a new updated rule that allows superintendents to recommend candidates for initial certification. This is an alternative option for those who have completed the traditional route to certification but are un unable to pass the final designated assessment test. This new option was a possibility as a result uh, of the passage of Senate Bill 681. I have put those in the link to this podcast. This alternative option could potentially impact close to 1,000 teacher candidates. That's the number that was reported to Macy. However, it is important to note that these this that figure was generated using pre-pandemic numbers. 
the discussion from Desi really resulted in concern surrounding the exam and what, if any, itemized report the test takers got in order to better prepare. Uh, the report that test takers currently receive is very broad and not and very vague. Um, it's not very specific with, so that it could ensure the integrity of the exam. Desi will be looking at a new assessment contract for educator certification, and two members of Macy will be present on that committee who help select that testing company. Educator prep updates came to Macy literacy standards, similar to the one that the update that was given in February 2023. There are have been changes to the liter- literacy competencies in various certification areas due to the passage of Senate Bill 681 last August. These changes must be made in rules um, in the Code of State Regulations along with MOSBs, the Missouri Standard for the Preparation of Educators. Any updates that DESE submits can be found in the link provided in the description for this podcast. The Omnibus Education Bill, House Bill, 497, uh, currently in the legislature right now, moving uh, during the session, includes a provision that removes an entrance exam requirement for the educator preparation programs. MNEA supports the removal of that exam as it can be served as a gatekeeper to the profession, and there is really no evidence that an entrance exam to educator prep programs produces higher quality educators. There was also an update on apprenticeships. A similar report was given in February. Uh, There's further emphasis on the route to certification with these apprenticeships. There is also the possibility with adding registered youth apprenticeships to to this program for high school students who want to be teachers. Macy asked if LEAs could use recruitment um, and grow your own funding from DESE to start registered youth apprenticeships, and DESE tentatively said yes, but would need to know more specifics for individual LEAs. So more information regarding teacher apprenticeships can be found in the link, and then if you have any questions about funding for registered youth apprenticeships, contact DESE at Educator Quality. And then finally, Macy looked at meeting dates for the school year for 23-24. Macy elected to have meetings in person for the first meeting of the school year. We are all, MNEA is all in favor of in-person meetings for the first meeting of next school year. And hopefully that can continue for the remainder of the meetings, obviously with winter and potential weather that could throw a little rock in some, a little wrench in some of the meetings in the winter months, but Macy is definitely looking, all members of Macy were really in favor of in-person meetings for next year. So if you have any further questions about Macy, what it is, what kind of things that they hear, um, interest in MNEA members, if you have interest in being involved in Macy when we have openings, please let me, Samantha Hayes, know. Um, I am happy to chat with you about all of those things. Again, all of the awesome hyperlinks from that report and regarding Macy are in the description. Thanks for joining.